Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. 95-7 the game. Curry off the screen, takes another three. It's up and good. Curry hits another one. Thought he got fouled, and he is really hot. Yep, screaming at the official. Yeah, screaming at the official. Got hit in the head on that three-point shot. Uh, frustrating for Curry. Curry picks up a tech. Steve Kerr picked up a tech at that point that allowed Steph Curry to remain in the game, uh, it felt like, as Curry was really upset. Uh, you're not going to want to miss what Steve Kerr had to say about that after the ball game. We'll play it for you as we welcome you in here to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you here for the next hour or so. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. As the Bucks handle the Warriors in this one tonight. 128 to 111. Warriors jumped out to a 7 nothing start in this one. And then it was pretty much all Bucks for the most part for the remainder of the evening, uh, including uh, the, the first quarter as the Warriors wind up really just struggling in this one. And it didn't feel as close as the, the final outcome uh, or, or final total w- would make you think at, at 17 points. The Warriors did trail by as many as 26 in this one, and the road woes continue for the Dubs uh, in this one as they fall to 2-12 and 12 away from Chase Center, and you just look at the juxtaposition of the game at Chase on Saturday night against the Celtics and the Warriors you know, playing pretty good basketball on that night, one of their better wins of the season. And then you add up tonight, and it's just uh, they get throttled from two. They can't stop fouling early. The Bucks are at the free throw line. Uh, Bucks really dominating the paint as well uh, on both ends, getting whatever they want in the paint and also really stopping the Warriors uh, in the paint and from two-point range. And Aside from making the three-point shot and the Warriors in the first 15-plus minutes of the game in this one, they had made 10 three-pointers, and it was the only reason why it felt like the Warriors weren't getting blown out. And then I look up in the fourth quarter, and the Warriors end up 20 of 50 on the night. Now, mop-up time went pretty well for the Dubs after they had waved the white flag, and Steve Kerr waved the white flag in this one with about seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Unusual to see Steve Kerr not at least give Steph Curry uh, and the the starters a shot to try and make a run in it. But uh, that's how bad this one was going for the Warriors as uh, the three-pointers kept a minute. But the Bucks, as I mentioned, dominated from two-point range, dominated getting to the free-throw line, uh, dominated as far as just defensively uh, out on, on the perimeter and really trying to force the Warriors off the three-point line, but also giving the Warriors some three-point shots. And the Warriors were hitting, but they were taking away everything in the lane for the most part and, and really making the game choppy at, at the rim and defending the rim very well. And the Warriors just uh, were making the threes, but they were not doing anything else well at all. Uh, all that said, it was still a six-point game late in the first half uh, but the Bucks were able to push it back up to, to 12 at the half and then all the way up to 26 in the third quarter. It was an 18-point game at the end of the third quarter uh, with the Bucks in front, and they go on to win it by 17, 128 to 111. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number two. Give me a call or shoot me a text as we react to this one and the Warriors continue their road struggles. So... They dip back to 500 at 14 and 14, and it's very simple. 
The Warriors are 2-12 and away from Chase Center, and they're 12-2 and inside Chase Center, can basically beat anybody, including the best teams in the NBA. And on the road, the Warriors can essentially lose to anybody among the best teams in the NBA, like the Bucks tonight, or as we saw in that early season road trip, where the Warriors were losing in Charlotte and Orlando and, and really to, to all comers, Detroit. Uh, they are just a different, different ball club when they're playing away from Chase Center. And it's something that, you know, look at this game coming into it. No Andrew Wiggins playing the second-best team in the NBA. You know it's going to be a tough task, but the Warriors have given you a little bit of hope that maybe things weren't going to be quite as bad, playing a little better on the road of late, playing the game that they did against the Celtics on Saturday night, but uh, just just not enough. Not, not enough size, not enough strength, uh, too many turnovers, uh, just getting dominated on the interior, and the, the frustration was showing in this one for the Warriors when you look at, at the five technical fouls for the Dubs in this one. Seven in the game overall, a couple of bucks away. Is the officials really made this game largely unwatchable in the parts where the Warriors didn't make it uh, unwatchable aside from the three-point shooting uh, that I alluded to. But, yeah, the technical fouls and the frustration, you had Steve Kerr, all upset along with Steph Curry off of the, the three that Steph hit uh, there as we played coming in and the no call on the foul as Curry gets hit in the head. You had Iguodala get a technical foul from the bench. Uh, Andre Iguodala making his presence felt to the greatest extent uh, uh, that he has been able to to any point on this young season. Jonathan Kaminga even picked up a, a technical for the Warriors, Kaminga pretty good in mop-up duty. Not one of his better games of late, though, uh, when the game really mattered. You look at his line at the end of the night tonight uh, as far as Jonathan Kaminga goes and think, oh, yeah, Kaminga played pretty well, 19 points and 6-10 shooting, knocked down 3-5 of five from 3, but a couple of those came in, in mop-up duty, and his imprint on the game really wasn't there as frequently as it had been in, in recent times. So uh, the Warriors frustrated, saw a couple of 10-second calls on free throws, which is something you never Never see it happen twice. They got Giannis, which has been, I know, a bone of contention against some of the opponents that the Bucks have played in the playoffs going back over the last couple of years. But, yeah, Giannis taking his time at the free throw line. It was a little bit of a ref show tonight, I thought, both ways. But the Warriors clearly frustrated, I think, by the Bucks' defense, which was, for the most part, physical and stifling. And the Warriors feeling they weren't getting the benefit of, of the whistle in a game where the Bucks were shooting all kinds of free throws. Uh, at one point had been to the line almost 20 times before the Warriors had, had been to the line even once. It, it ended up 32 attempts for Milwaukee, 19 for the Warriors. But the frustration, I think, from the poor play and the inability to, to compete and also with, with the whistle, uh, you could just see it. Uh, and the Warriors star players were wearing it uh, in, in this one tonight. Uh, Warriors also got hit. Uh, into the first quarter as the three ball was keeping a minute. Uh, and, you know, Steph Curry playing with the, that, that bench group before they go to the start of the second quarter uh, unit. The, the Warriors really struggled at the end of the first quarter with Steph out there. Jermichael Green, just a rough, rough night for Jermichael Green. Wow, really bad. But he was out there with Jermichael Green and Kaminga, Moody, and, and Dante DiVincenzo uh, as well. And it just it, it wasn't rolling uh, for for the Warriors with that stretch allowed the Bucks to get a little breathing room into the first quarter, and now the question becomes what happens tomorrow for the Warriors as they go to Indiana. And you see Steve Kerr wave the white flag in the game tonight, essentially saying they're going to go all in and try and get the game in Indiana tomorrow, which makes a lot of sense. And we know Andrew Wiggins is going to be out tomorrow already, as he had been ruled out for the first two games of, of this road trip at least, set to be reevaluated coming up uh, on Thursday, I believe, before the Warriors take on Philadelphia on, on Friday. And so you look at, at where things are for the Warriors right now, and they they need a win. You know, they they need a, a game in Indiana now against a Pacers team that beat them last week at Chase and is healthier now themselves than they were on that night where they were missing a lot of key players and, and the Warriors uh, who have now dropped three of the last four games were, were unable to beat them. But yeah, holding Steph out 27 minutes, Draymond Green ends up playing 23, Kevon Looney 19, you know, Clay Thompson even 27 minutes, although we'll see uh, if Clay tomorrow's the night where he plays the second of a back-to-back, -back, I would imagine likely not uh, at, at the beginning of, of this trip. 
Uh, although at some point, I know Steve Kerr has said that 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 has the potential to happen for Clay Thompson, but uh, the Warriors really just just didn't have it uh, tonight in any way other than making the three ball, and the third quarter does them in as the Bucks stifle them and, and wind up rolling in this one to the tune of one twenty eight to one eleven. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety seven ninety five seven the game as the Warriors back to five hundred fourteen and fourteen couple of text messages to get to here off the top on the Xfinity mobile text line uh, talking about uh, Jordan Poole JD Jordan Poole is is Jordan Poole getting worse he seems to be regressing I I, I don't know if he's regressing but tonight was rough for Jordan Poole uh, dribbling the ball off his foot on back-to-back possessions, uh, just brutal, brutal stuff for, for Jordan Poole in this one. And and he, you know, three of seven from three, the 18 points, but the turnovers were just, just really problematic. The defense has not been there. And he, he's been a different player, I think, home and away. The Warriors collectively have been different home and away I I think uh, over the course of this season and and the defense is probably the the most pronounced way that they've been different it's just a a completely different team defensively no no imprint on the game no forcefulness on on that end of the ball and the Bucks just having their way in in this one tonight at at home there's more fight but at home typically there's more margin for error on the road you got to bring it from the opening tip and you got to keep bringing it and you got to bring it some more and then you got to bring it at the finish line and the Warriors either at this point are not talented enough to bring it for four quarters on the road especially against a good team but hell this hasn't even been an issue against good teams it's been an issue against essentially every team that they've played on the road but they either haven't aren't good enough to bring it consistently or they just aren't locked in enough to to bring it consistently i think it's probably a little bit of a of a combination of both uh but the warriors do see their record dip back to to 500 which puts them right back in the muck uh among a bunch of teams currently still 10 including the warriors that are at that 500 mark in the west as you look at the play in tournament and and where everything shakes out uh with uh, the, the Jazz at 15 and 14. The Timberwolves are 13 and 14, uh, right uh, on the outside looking in behind the Warriors. The Mavs are 14 and 13. That's good enough for eight. The Kings got beat again. They've uh, dropped uh, a few games now, three of four on their road trip. Uh, they're on a six game road trip themselves uh, and are not quite playing as, as good a basketball after they started uh, 10 and six uh, since they're seven-game winning streak. They were three and six, seven-game winning streak, and now they're four and six in their last 10 after the the seven-game winning streak. But yeah, you look at it, and it's still 15 and 12, good enough for fifth. So the Warriors are right there, but they got to figure out how to compete, and they got to figure out how to bring it with better consistency when they're they're not playing at at Chase Center. It's just a, a tale of two very different teams right now, uh, the Warriors and when they're playing at home versus the Warriors when they're when they're playing on the road. And I, I think any way you, you look at it, you, you know this is going to be a difficult game. You know it's probably going to be hard for the Warriors to get a win, but you're hoping for a competitive effort. You're hoping for a back-and-forth game. You're hoping for an opportunity with about six, seven minutes to go in the game where – it is a couple possession game, and Steph and Draymond and Clay and and the starters are all in there. Maybe Jordan Poole or Kaminga's having a big night, and you're going toe to toe with a team that that you figure to see, uh, at, you know, at potentially in in the NBA Finals, or they're going to be the kind of team that you're going to have to beat if you're going to make a a long playoff run. And so the Warriors these last two games have shown that they're that they're dangerous in stretches against some of these teams. But they still have a ways to go as as far as consistency, and I, and you can see where they they would threaten these teams if, if they got to the point where where they had to play them uh, over the course of a of a long series. But the long haul continues to be something that I think is is worrisome for the Warriors as as they try and and navigate. Uh, now what twenty eight games in, so basically a third of the way through the season, twenty seven games is is basically the one-third point so the Warriors just uh, a tick over the one-third portion of the season at at 14 up and and 14 down and I I think the key continues to be for them it's not so much 
who can they beat, who can they not beat, but it's been much more prevalent home, road, and it's been much more pronounced as, as far as just does this team have enough to get through a regular season and get on a run to where they can they can step up and get a top four seed in the Western Conference. I, I, I'm more concerned about that at this point, 28 games in with 54 games to go, as I am as to you know whether they can compete when they get in. Like you got to be in a position where you at least have some semblance of a home court advantage, and you don't have to win on the road in every single series. You know. Potential and, and look, I know the Warriors have won road games in, in going all the way back to 2013. They've won a road game in every single playoff series. So they can win on the road. The, the, the issue is a lot of the time in these series, when you are the underdog and you don't have home court advantage, you got to win twice on the road in a lot of series because most teams, especially teams that when you look up are just not that good overall record-wise – they're going to slip up here or there at home in the playoffs. And we've seen the Warriors lose some home games here and there where they have to go on the road and get one back, and they've been able to do it. But typically the template for the Warriors in these playoff series has been win a couple of games on the road, or I'm sorry, win a couple of games at home, then go on the road, split, make sure you get that one for every single series, and then move forward and end the series a lot of the time in in five games. Uh, but again, I just I, I think, you know, on the one hand, you think, hey, the Warriors can can continue to to compete against some of these teams. But on the other hand, you just look at the night in, night out grind and some of these players getting older and the rest you know, component of all of these back to backs and the long haul and the fact that they have, for the most part, been relatively healthy, at least up until the last week. And now you factor Andrew Wiggins out of the equation and you just you just start to wonder, and again, my biggest concern still is, can the Warriors get through the long haul of a regular season with a good enough record to where you feel strong about their chances of running the table and, and making a deep run? Because this isn't baseball. This isn't the NFL where it's, all right, boom, boom, couple of games, you move on to the next one. It's a total crapshoot. Uh, and and as wide open as it is, I mean, it's tough to pick the Warriors if they're right against anybody. But the one thing that the Warriors have continued to show us is they just they just aren't getting right. Uh, and 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 especially away from Chase Center, they haven't been able uh, to get things right. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson here on ninety five seven. The game it is. Warriors wrap up as the Warriors fall 128 to 111 in Milwaukee against the Bucks. Bucks, uh, they get the win in this one as uh, they are team with the second best record in the NBA. They pick up their 20th win of the season, and the Warriors, as I've mentioned, fall to 14 and 14. Uh, the Warriors back in action. Quick turnaround tomorrow at Indiana, uh, right here on 95.7. The game. So we'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from others uh, inside the Warriors locker room. But your phone calls, your text messages, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Bounce pass to Thompson. Fades to his left. Dribbles it back out off the loony screen. Fakes and fires. It's a three, and it's good. Number 2,000 in Clay Thompson's career. Makes it 58-50 to 50 with 2.09 to go in the first half. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, one of the few bright spots for the Warriors in this one. Clay Thompson eclipsing the... 2,000 mark in terms of career three-pointers made. Warriors, though, go on to lose to the Bucks, 128 to 111. John Dickinson back here on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program here uh, as the Warriors fall now to 14 and 14 as uh, they'll be back in action on tomorrow night, actually. Quick turnaround in Indiana as the Warriors take on the Pacers trying to bounce back. And, and look, this is going to be a very tough trip. Uh, Bucks tonight, Indiana tomorrow. Then they go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia thump Sacramento tonight. Toronto is never a picnic on Sunday. And we'll see where the Warriors pick and choose their, their time to maybe get some of the regulars a night off. I, I don't think all of the regulars are going to play every single game of this series uh, or every single game of this this road trip, assuming that they're even fully healthy. Although it does bode well for tomorrow night that Steve Kirk called off the dogs early in the fourth quarter and Steph Curry played 27 minutes and Draymond Green played 23. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about the fact that both of those guys you would figure to, to play tomorrow unless some of the, the little injuries that they've been dealing with here over the last couple of weeks uh, and, and really the last few days in, in particular are aggravated to the point where where maybe they can't be out there tomorrow. So the Warriors for that loss tonight and as ugly as it was and the fact that the Bucks are a really good team, I think one of the top two or three teams in, in the entire league, maybe number two by record coming in. But I, I think the East, as far as the Celtics and the Bucks really have, you know, at this point, they're better than everybody in the West, and, and period. And I think you draw a line, and the West is trying to sort itself out, and I think the rest of the East is really trying to sort themselves out as well. But this is the kind of trip where you want to get one early because it can really kind of snowball on you late uh, if you start resting players and, and you're going to be facing a lot of good teams here and the last thing you want is to be looking at a, at a two and four uh, one and five kind of a trip and you're heading back and now all of a sudden you got to make a climb in the eight game homestand that the Warriors are going to have but you're trying to make a climb back to and, and over the 500 mark you don't want to dip too far below 500 uh, and so at this point uh, getting a win tomorrow I think would would be Highly, highly important. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. He addressed, uh, among uh, other things, the calls tonight. He's going to let you know right here why he was so frustrated with some of the, the officiating uh, in this ball game tonight. So uh, here is the head coach after this one. Yeah, it was a very choppy game. You know, not a not a great showcase for, for the league. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't 
we didn't play very well, and um, I thought Milwaukee played played really well defensively, um, and, and we couldn't find a rhythm. And yeah, we got and we were getting frustrated with with some uh, no calls, and uh, it led to a very choppy night. Uh, I think free throw disparity tonight was something like 39-19. Uh, you guys have shot the least amount of free throws in the league, <clears throat> give up the lowest. How, I guess, defining is that number for for some of your struggles? It's basically the difference. You know, in the game, when we lose, it, it usually feels like that's the difference. You know, at, at halftime, it was a 12-point game, and they had 10 more free throws than us. So, you know, despite the fact that we weren't shooting the ball well, didn't, weren't playing very well, I think it was, you know, six-point game with a minute and a half left in the second quarter. We were right there. But um, the free throws are, are a killer. You know, I, I, I say it all the time. It's not only free points for the other team, but it means we have to go against a set defense after those free throws. So uh, it's a big, big part of uh, the game tonight and um, it's uh it's it's been an issue all season you guys touched a lot on three-point shooting tonight it was hard to get anything going inside you know what did the bucks do that made it so difficult or just why, why couldn't you guys play? i thought javon carter set a great tone defensively for them he was um all over the ball and um you know milwaukee has a, a good scheme you know they drop their bigs and uh they fight uh, really hard over the top of pick and rolls and DHOs. And, and so they're, you're not going to get much at the rim uh, because those bigs are down there. And then they've got guards who like Carter and like uh, Drew Holiday when he's playing and, um, and others who are fighting hard over the screens and really challenging the three-point shots at the, at the line. So they force you into a lot of mid-range stuff. And, um, you know, I thought their defense was fantastic tonight. Coach, just going off that, Milwaukee's defensive one Brooke Lopez is such a big part of their defensive efforts. He was gone a lot last year. Up 16, so much success with him back. Just how much of a challenge does he pose at the rim? And then on the other end, the ability to shoot three. Yeah, Brooke played well tonight. Uh, you know, he's always um, a good rim protector. And, um, you know, I thought he did a nice job tonight, blocked a couple shots and, and just, you know, was camped in the lane and it was tough for us to get anything easy. And then at the other end, he stepped out and knocked down some shots. So he played a good game. That's a big, strong team. You know, that's uh, that's kind of their identity. And, uh, and you know, as Anthony said, we came into this game last in the league in free throws and you know, last in free throws allowed. So um, if that's already an issue as a team and you're playing against a team with, I think they're the number one ranked defense in the league um, efficiency-wise. And uh, with that kind of size um, at the rim, it's... You know, it's going to be tough to uh, for us to get to the foul line a lot to get anything easy at the basket. So tough night for us uh, tonight, but uh, we've got another one tomorrow. We've got to, got to bounce back quickly. What set you up particularly about the step? Uh, I was already mad at uh, several non-calls uh, in the paint. Um, I thought there should have been a block on uh, Middleton on Jordan Poole's drive, and uh, uh, the officials admitted they missed that. And then I thought Jordan got fouled on a reverse layup. And then there was a continuation that um, was given to Giannis that I didn't feel like was continuation. So I just felt like we were on the on the bad end of things for, you know, to start the game. And then, you know, Steph Curry gets hit on the head on a three-point shot. Like, that needs to be called. You know, that's uh, that's what he does. That's uh, it's Steph Curry. You can't miss that. And um, I was frustrated because if, if Steph gets a technical, then he definitely got fouled. And I was already upset with a couple of other non-calls. But did you see the pattern in the road losses? In the road losses? Yeah, our defense has been bad on the road. For whatever reason, the, the splits are... Uh, pretty dramatic. Our defense is good at home and bad on the road. So we got to turn that around. Have you thought at all about No, I have not thought about it. Sorry for not letting you get the question out. The question was going to be, have I thought about tomorrow night's uh, uh, play? I'll, I'll check in with the uh, performance team to see, you know, how all the guys are doing and then we'll decide who's playing and who's not. All right. So Steve Kerr there, uh, the temperature rising throughout that press conference started off relatively calm he's talking about the Bucks defense the Warriors fouling too much and then uh, Anthony Slater the athletic asks him about the technical foul and it and it and you could just you could hear it in his voice as the press conference was going on it was as it the temperature was all right it's starting at 98.6 right starting it and then we're gonna get up to 90 and we're up to 99, then it was up to about 100.5, and 
And then uh, the question comes from Kendra Andrews about tomorrow and Steve Kerr not even letting it get out. So, yeah, uh, Steve Kerr could be could be one of those nights where Kerr gets a gets a rare fine maybe for coming after the officials in, in the postgame. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not typically one that, that comes at the officials, but Curry did get hit on the head on the three. Uh, it didn't appear as if the landing area was an issue, although I know Steve uh, Steph has thought that – that there have been some calls that have not gone his way. I know Warrior fans get up in arms about a lot of those calls where, where they think, hey, other players, other star players in the league are getting a favorable whistle in those situations that, that Steph doesn't get at the same level. But uh, the the frustrating thing is definitely the, the when you can clearly see him getting hit uh, on, the, on the three – uh, like that, and that's why I think Steph took the technical. I think he was as close to maybe getting ejected for arguing a call as you'd ever see Steph Curry, and then it felt like Steve Kerr had to have the back of his superstar player in that moment in an attempt to keep him from from maybe getting kicked out of the game. And I thought there was some some good restraint shown by the officials in not. And look, nobody wants to see Steph Curry get kicked out of the game in the first half of a of a nationally televised game that's among the last two champions in the NBA, right? You've got the, the 2022 champs against the 2021 champs, so uh, you don't want to see Steph out of that game. So that was good, but, uh, you know, make, make that call. Make that call. So, yeah, Steve Kerr just getting more and more frustrated uh, as that post-game press conference uh, went on. And, yeah, the defense has been bad, and it's just they, they got to figure out a way to get to a point where they can compete more consistently on the road. A couple of uh, text messages to get to. We'll do that in a moment, but let's uh, let's go to the phone lines here at 888-957-9570. Let, let's get Vadon in Redwood City. Uh, what's going on, Vadon? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say that I think the Warriors are going to pretty easily bounce back once we get Wiggins back from the injury. I think Jordan Poole is also trying to find his groove. I mean, he's starting for the first few games of these seasons without Wiggins in, and uh, I think we, you know, we beat the Celtics without Wiggins, and uh, you know, this game we got pretty close at the end of the second quarter tonight, and I think with Wiggins in, it should be a pretty easy win, and Jordan Poole kind of getting fired up as well. So, you know, with no injuries, I think the season's going to not be a breeze, but I think we'll be uh, a lot more put together as, as the season goes on. All right, well, appreciate the call. I mean, you're you're Mr. Optimistic at this point. I mean, I'm looking at a team 14 and 14 at the one third mark of the season, and and I don't know about I don't know about you, but I don't think tonight's an easy win if Andrew Wiggins is playing. I, I don't think they get beat by 17. And and really, I, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. The Warriors made 20 three pointers tonight. 20. They were 20 of 50. Shot 40 percent. 20 of 50 from three point range. That was the only thing that kept the Warriors from losing by 35 tonight, it felt like, was the fact that they made a bunch of threes, and cosmetically, it it did keep the Warriors legitimately in the game in the first half, especially, as I mentioned earlier, when they had hit 10 in the first 15-plus minutes, and and at that point, the game was hanging around the 10 to 12-point mark. Uh, they, They were in the game down six late in the first half because they were just making threes. They were doing nothing else well. They weren't defending. They were fouling. They were getting beat in the paint. They were getting out physicaled. They were turning the ball over. Like, the Warriors were doing nothing well, but they had made 10 threes in about 15 minutes of game action, and because of that, they were down 10 instead of being down, say, 30 at that point. And, and it felt like on a lot of nights, if, if you are a little bit cold, and look, you see this tonight in night-out basis in the NBA, you might have been down 30, but they weren't. And then I remember looking up in the fourth quarter and thinking, my God, this like they got a shot to hit 23s tonight. And I think when you look at this thing at the end of the night, and you look at the final score and the 17-point margin and the 23s that the Warriors hit, you think, wow, if that's even 15 or 16, we're having a whole different you know, we're having a whole different conversation. I mean, we're talking about 128-99, we're talking about 128, you know, 95, something something like that if just a couple of those rim out. I mean, th- this game did not when it was all said and done, in particular in the second half after the the Bucks pushed it up to 26 in that third quarter, 
it didn't really at any point feel like this game was you know, seventeen to twenty, and it ended up at seventeen. Like th- that, that felt like it wasn't a, a true indicator of of how badly the Warriors are playing. And look, the Bucks had some turnover issues at, at different times of the game. They had twenty three on the night. I mean, both teams turned it over, but the Bucks had had turned it over, and that was ugly. And they made some some interesting choices of how they were going to pass the basketball. They did not necessarily shoot the three ball as well in terms of overall makes but they were getting to the free throw line so I I I just look at this thing at the end of the night and cosmetically I felt it looked like a lot better than than really the Warriors played because the Warriors were able to to make some shots all right before we get back to the phones here at 888-957-9570 let's uh, welcome everybody to our eight o'clock hour all right John Dickinson here Warriors wrap up 888-957-9570 Bucks 128 Warriors 111 Warriors 14 and 14, 2 and 12 on the road. Let's go to Jimmy and Bayview next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, hey, John. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I agree with you 100%. On, uh, um, I, you know, the Warriors shot well, and they were never in, really in this game. I think it goes to uh, the roster construction. I mean, you can't have Lamb guarding uh, and at a Kumpo, I mean, that's just not going to get it done. I mean, the Warriors got lucky last year not having to go through them and not having to go through Phoenix. You know, there was some luck going their way. And this year, uh, the, uh, the the refs really aren't on our side. We're not getting a lot of calls. We're getting, a lot, you know, carries. Steph's not getting calls. And I just think... The, like physically looking at this roster is just not strong enough to run with the big dogs, especially when they have all their players. Uh, thanks very much. Tell me what you think. Yeah, thanks for the call. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm there yet uh, because you, know, you look at a game like the game on Saturday night and, and you do look at stretches tonight. Like there are stretches tonight where you feel like, the Warriors, if they're whole, they're hanging around, right? Maybe they didn't. Maybe they shouldn't have been as close as they were, but they were making shots and they were hanging around. If they have an Andrew Wiggins, do they make another push? Is that game tied going in at the half as opposed to having a six-point deficit turn into a 12-point deficit and then you know, the Warriors kind of packed it in there when the Bucks hit him in the mouth at the beginning of the of the third quarter? So, you know, I go back and forth. Like, it's it, – it, and I – it, it's not that the Warriors can't compete with the big boys. I feel like they can compete with the big boys. No, no, no big boy team, whether it's Milwaukee or Boston or anybody in the West, would want to see the Warriors in a playoff series just mano a mano. But I, but I keep coming back to the fact that I just look at 54 games to go and, and how inconsistent it's been and, and just – how this roster is built, I do think that's part of it. Like it, it, this team is not deep. Like they're they're cobbling it together as far as the bench goes because they have to. They're they're not getting enough from the young players. They're trying to figure out a workaround to where they don't have to get as much from the young players. Kaminga's coming along. Jordan Poole's up and down. Clay Thompson's inconsistent. You're, you're worried about Steph and Draymond now physically because they've had to carry so much of the load to this point of the season. And I just, I, I look, I almost set aside Milwaukee in a finals or the Celtics in a finals because I think, you know what, if the Warriors could actually get to that point, they'd probably feel pretty good because they'd be playing really well and, and they'd feel like they've got a shot and the champion's blood and all of that. The thing that I keep coming back to can they get to a point over the next 54 to where they're they're legitimate enough to get into the tournament at a high enough level to where where they can make that kind of noise at that kind of level like i'm more worried about the 54 than i am about what it's going to look like once they once they get in like they could they could beat anybody in one series can they win four series uh, with no home court advantage, if that's what it has to be. I mean that—that's the part that's more murky for me. Like, wh- when is the fifteen and five stretch going to come? Is there going to be a twenty and five stretch that makes us all look back and 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 laugh at the first? 
28 games of this season because this team's on track to win 50 games. That's the part that I can't quite see because injuries happen and rotations change and young players are up and down. And it's just the long haul of the regular season is something I fear more now for this Warriors team as I evaluate them objectively than whether or not they could make some noise or be a tough out or win even a couple of playoff series on their way to to try and make a a run to the title. I think it ultimately, though, is probably too taxing if they can't get consistent enough play in the regular season to be a a, a top-four seed. 888-957-9570. Robin in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Robin? Hey, J.D., how are you? So, you know, when I hear uh, things like what the colleges said about last year, we were lucky to get to, uh, didn't have to go through the Bucks or the Suns. Well, you know, that's that's crap because they weren't good enough to get to the finals. So, you know, that's a moot point. Uh, I think you've gone over everything I wanted to say was that I think because, you know, some of the young players – they're not consistent, and I think that's part of the DNA of the team. And, you know, they don't play well on the road, usually young players. And also, um, they don't seem to have any cohesiveness offensively. You know what I mean? At times, it's like it's like they seem scattered. Like, you know, they don't know who to pass it to. They get out of transition. It, it's just it doesn't seem like there's any cohesiveness. Uh, and I wanted to speak to you about that. It's like... You know, I don't know if that's IQ, if that's coaching, lack of confidence. I just, I just see a lack of cohesiveness there, and and that's all I really, um, I got for you. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Robin. It's, I think it's, you know, inexperience is part of it. I, I think the Warriors have come a long way over the last five weeks. I mean, five weeks ago, it felt like there were two different teams. Essentially, it felt like there were the the veteran players that were trying to do their own thing and then it felt like there was the the younger players that were trying to fit in and get on that level and it and it just wasn't adding up and at that point you know I I think it just it, it, it was it, it's it's been up and down as far as the cohesiveness goes lately I think you, know, you start taking Wiggins away and and then it changes like I think the Warriors had figured it out Robin as far as all right, Kaminga's going to play these minutes, and Jermichael Green's going to play these minutes, and Dante DiVincenzo's going to play you know, a few minutes with Steph, and he's going to come in, he's going to play with Poole, and then Draymond's going to be at the top of the second with the, the second unit, and maybe Wiggins is going to be a part. And then you, so you figure it out, and you start to build momentum, but here's the thing in the NBA. You, 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 start, to come, you, you start to get to that point where you're figuring it out and you're building the momentum, and then you have an injury, and and everything that you've planned on has to change again. And now it's a matter of oh, Pool goes back into the starting lineup, Clay bumps up. Now Moody's got to play. The players are in different minutes. There's different combinations, and a lot of the chemistry that that you felt really strongly about to that point, it, you, you know, it's gone. And and then you look at your overall record at the point in which you start when you lose players and you aren't separated enough from 500 to where you have a cushion to absorb. Like the Warriors had a cushion last year to absorb. They were 18 and two. They were uh, 20. I I think they were, I I know they were 21 and five last year after 26 games. So that, uh, you know, 21 and five after 26 games a, a year ago, 13 and 13, this year, and, and so it, it's just a it's just a dramatically different it's just a dramatically different situation right now. And so, and we've touched on this a lot. The Warriors had not been they had not been dealing with any kind of injury at the point in which they were. Oh, thirteen and eleven. That's great. Warriors are thirteen and eleven. They got to to be. Uh, you know, thirteen eleven off of being three and seven, and and how do they you know move forward from there? It's great they figured some things out, but but then you start taking players away, and it becomes just a completely different scenario for the Warriors. So yeah, they were they were twenty one and five last year, and then they won their next two, so they were twenty three and five last year. 
14 and they're 23 and 5 after 28. They're 14 and 14 this year. So a, a nine game difference. And look, I don't think anybody expected this team to be 23 and 5 this year. But you'd feel a lot differently about this team if they were even 17 and 11 right now. But whether it was the the early going and the road trip and the lack of defense and, and cohesiveness and, and and all of that that played a role in it at the beginning or guys coasting or whatever, they didn't make the most of being healthy at the be- and now you got to pay for that. So you didn't make the most of being healthy to where you're only one or two over. Now you're not healthy, which is going to make it harder to win games. And you're going to, and now you're going on the road, and you can't win on the road. Two and twelve, and the next five are on the road. So what are you going to be when you come back on Christmas? Uh, and, and then you go through that eight game homestand. I mean, it adds up to things may have to ultimately get worse before they get better. And you know, that's a, a situation that might carry a damn near to the halfway mark of the season before you really start to make a push. Now, you're hoping if you're the Warriors at that point that things are still jumbled up as they are right now. And you just look around the league tonight, you know, the Pelicans have won seven in a row and are 18 and eight, and they're leading the Western Conference, and they're getting blown out in Salt Lake City right now. They're down 24 with six minutes to go in Salt Lake City. And and the Jazz have been three and seven in their last ten and lost two in a row and are fifteen and fourteen and now the Jazz are running the Pelicans out of the building tonight in Salt Lake City so they'll they'll be sixteen and fourteen the Rockets ran the Suns out tonight Suns have lost four in a row after they were the hottest team in the league and and sixteen and seven and at the top of the the, the Western Conference and now they are sixteen and eleven and a couple of games back and and you know in the fold. And, 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 you know, struggling. You know, Clippers are, it just kind of depends on who's playing for the Clippers on a night-in, night-out basis. Uh, is uh, they going to play? And you know, when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play and play together, they're pretty good. Beat the Celtics last night. But then there are games just out of nowhere where one of them ain't playing or neither one of them are playing and other guys are taking nights off and, and you just don't know exactly what you're going to get uh, at, at that point in time. So, uh, it, it is a puzzle. I do think the Warriors are, are benefiting from the fact that that it is so jumbled up, and I, I think the goal that it's probably too early for the Warriors to even acknowledge, but is realistically on the table for for the, for them is to be a top four seed. They're two and a half games out of being a top four seed, so it's it's not time to panic by any stretch, but. It, it just you you have to wonder if if thirteen and eleven and starting to come around was the best they could do before thirteen and twelve before they had injuries and now they're going to deal with injuries that may mean they linger right around five hundred or even slightly below here over the next few weeks. You know, at what point is that that hot streak going to come? And it never really came for the Warriors in the second half because guys kept getting injured. And you know that's that that's the other part of this thing is you know kept all right when are they getting everybody back when are they getting everybody back well they ended up not getting everybody back until the playoffs started and once the playoffs started they they flipped the switch and and look that was a better team you know, the, the team Warriors had last year was better deeper more veterans steadier and you know, the pieces fit together better I mean that's why they had the twenty three and five record I mean the Gary you know Kit Otto Porter Gary Payton the second. And again, those players have barely played or haven't played for their respective teams to this point this season. Can't complain about it. Can't whine about it. It's not like Damian Lee and Juan Toscano-Anderson are major difference makers, but they are quality depth in the back third of your roster to, that that can that can really you know help help you when you have everybody else relatively healthy play at a much higher level than just 500 or, or slightly above. And unfortunately, the Warriors are still trying to deal with the ramifications of all of that and of the fact that, that they've had to to you know find themselves and, and overcome their inability to, to play at a high level or play consistently, in particular on the road on that trip where they couldn't beat Detroit or Charlotte or Orlando uh, in in consecutive games there that that sent them to to zero and five and then they punted on the last one. But uh, the the beautiful thing about the NBA is there's another opportunity tomorrow and the Warriors and Pacers are going to go at it and both those teams are fourteen and fourteen and I think the Warriors 
have a little something coming for the Pacers, who beat them last week at Chase. No Andrew Wiggins. And I would imagine Steph Curry and Draymond Green do play in, in that one. I would think Klay Thompson probably doesn't play second of the back-to-back. And, and the Warriors go chase that one hard before an off day and then a game in Philly uh, before games in, at Toronto and, and New York and Brooklyn to, to close out the trip. So all not lost. And I don't even want to make it about good teams versus bad for the Warriors, but I am concerned about the long haul. That, that's probably my biggest takeaway uh, tonight it, and really off of the last week and the three out of the four in the loss column as, as they've been without Andrew Wiggins. It's just what can this team do over, let's say, a 54-game stretch what can this team do over? You know, can they can they have that fifteen and five stretch, that twenty and and eight stretch that that helps propel them into that that top half of the, the the top eight in the West? If they can do that, I think they've got action. But there are just so many things on a night and night out basis over an NBA season that that pop up here and there as far as injuries and everything else. That 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 I am. I'm not saying they can't do it. But but it is the biggest concern that I have. So we'll we'll call it an evening uh, on that note here on, on 95.7 The Game. So quick turnaround for the Warriors, quick turnaround for me. I'll be back with you tomorrow, 3 o'clock, as I've got Warriors live for you. It's the Warriors and the Pacers. And then uh, we'll be talking about that one tomorrow night as well with Warriors wrap-up after the game. So thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Thanks to the callers. Thanks to the texters. I'm John Dickinson. Back tomorrow uh, as the Warriors will take on the Indiana Pacers. Again, that's an early one. 4 o'clock tip-off. 3 o'clock with Warriors live here on 95.7 The Game. So uh, that'll do it. Fox Sports Radio coming your way next. Keep it locked all day tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t